It's around the house. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House Pro Insider. This podcast is for everybody out there that is in the trades. Maybe you're in the residential building, remodeling, designing, retail sales. This show is for you. Well, today is kind of a big day for the Pro Insider because we are going to be spinning it off into its own podcast series. So it is no longer going to be up on the Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. It's going to be on its own series because we want that to stand alone for the building trades because sometimes all you folks out there don't really want to listen to my DIY tips because quite frankly, you're already doing it every day. And so this is going to be its own standalone series. So what I'd like for you to do is sit here and follow it where you're listening to this podcast right now. Make sure you follow it. And every week we're going to try putting up some different content and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So I wanted to get uh, this little detail out for you guys of what we're going to be doing with it, because I think it's something that's really cool. And uh, it's going to give us some different content here as well, because I really want to focus on what's going on in the building industry and the trades. And so we're going to be bringing in experts and everything like that around for you guys. So what I'm going to do is uh, introduce uh, a best of here for the rest of you guys that might have heard it over on the Round the House with Eric G and Caroline B. But this is my friend, Roger Wakefield. Now let's go out to my buddy Roger and talk about the trades. Thank you for having me here, Eric. I appreciate it. How are you, sir? Good, man. Good. You know, I see you every week doing your stuff on LinkedIn Live, which is great because I can find out what's going on in the plumbing trades and stuff out there. But you have just literally been owning social media from the plumbing point of view. doesn't matter if you're training people to get into the profession or helping out homeowners. Dude, you're everywhere and running a successful plumbing business in Dallas, Texas. It's really funny. Uh, I spoke in front of a bunch of speakers last week. And that's one thing the, that Pete Vargas, the founder of the event, talked about. He said, look, people tell me all the time they see me everywhere. And, and I started laughing because when he called me up on stage, I told him, I said, hey, Pete, just want, want you to know in the, in the last 28 days, we had 19 and a half million video views between <laughs> YouTube and TikTok. And he is just like, wait, that, that, I can't even imagine that. So, yeah, we're... we're you know, it started out with YouTube, and we have, we've had people come up to us all around the country and say they recognize us. And we started TikTok about six months ago, and now we're starting to get people come and say, dude, I see you all the time. And, you know, you're automatically thinking on TikTok, and they're like, I mean, you're automatically thinking on YouTube. Yep. And then they're like, on TikTok, and it's like, wait, wait, what? So <laughs> it is. It's pretty funny. It is funny where you get noticed, noticed stuff like that. I've got a buddy that I was out camping with, with my wife, Julie. You've got a wife, Julie, as well. Absolutely. Two different people for this conversation, even though we yes, all know I, each other. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I was up uh, camping, and we went out to, to lunch uh, at this brew pub. And, I mean, it was six hours away from my house. And, and the guy on there goes, hey, are you Eric G? And, and it throws you off when you get recognized in out-of-context situations. I love it, but it's also like, wow, okay, that reach with social media and, of course, podcasting and radio gets crazy. Well, it's, at least they recognize you by name. With me, they're like, hey, you're that plumber guy, right? <laughs> 
so true. But hey, uh, I, I've also seen this plumber guy, uh, you know, in USA Today too, isn't it? It was that <laughs> where, or was that CNN Money? I know it was one of those that I saw you on. It was like uh, I've wow, I've been in Yahoo Business, CNN yep. Money. Yeah, I've I've been in a few of them. It's kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I wanted to talk about first because you know I'm a big proponent for the trades. You're a huge proponent for the trades. I wanted to talk about what you've got going on right now with your academy because we'll talk about the plumbing stuff here in a minute. But I wanted to just jump right into this: your trade academy program that you've got just going this on. Past two weeks, I, I love this man. We wrote need down my B hack, and, and it really, Eric, it scared me to death. But I look at a way to do it. And my thing is, I want to help two and a half million people get into the trades, become better at the trades, open their own company and learn to use social media to grow their business. And I've got it broken down into the getting in the trades program, the, the clear path to becoming a better tradesman, rising up to open your own company, and then the, the program GROW your business by making the phone ring. So I've looked at how I do it. I look at how long that I wanna take to do it. But right now, there are 900,000 unfilled construction jobs across the United States. And, and it blows my mind because everybody in the world lives in a house, works in a building, stays in a hotel, goes to the hospital, works in a plant. Tradespeople build or repair the world. They do. And it, blows, it blows my mind we've got that many open jobs. Yeah, I mean, even the high school in my in my city here, which is, you know, I'm in a suburb outside of Portland, Oregon. You know, we've got one of the best-ranked high schools, you know, in the state. Uh, we're always in the top three or four. But they turned the uh, trades program buildings that were in the high school into computer labs and stuff. So they just have not embraced that. They abandoned those kids. And then across town over here, probably a half hour away from me, there's a high school program over there in Forest Grove where they have they build a house every year and they sell the house and it finances next year's program. And these high school kids are building the cabinetry. They're in there doing everything. And it's a they've got 20 plus years of a, of a successful program. I, we just need to get that out everywhere. And uh, you're going to try to fill that need. And I love it because you could put millions of people through that program and there's still going to be a void to fill. And there is, and here's the neat thing about what I'm doing, you know, and to me, this is what makes us different. And I've had people ask me all the time, you know, I worked open shop 17 years before I got in the union. Mm -hmm. And once I got into the union, I rose to, to foreman, to superintendent, to general superintendent. I rose all the way up to director of operations for a large mechanical contractor before I got out. So what I'm literally, the, the getting into the trades program, the, the initial program, I don't teach them how to put pipe together. I don't teach them how to pull wire. I teach them to get the mindset, to put themselves in position, to get the best jobs, to make the most money, to always learn and grow. The bad thing is, and, and Eric, I've interviewed a lot of people that, that have a professional license. And me, for instance, when I got into plumbing, I wanted to become a plumber. Once I got that plumbing license, I, I, I stopped. I stopped learning. I stopped growing. I was a plumber then, and that was my goal. The thing is, there's so many great opportunities beyond that that most people don't ever even think about. So my thing is, how do we get people not just into the trades, but get them in with the mindset of, look, 
I can move up, I can do well, I can grow, I can either grow to a great job with the company because everybody doesn't want to own their own company. It's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. But some of them do want to. They, they're like, look, one day I want to work for myself. This is an amazing opportunity to start a trade and become a, a multimillionaire. And it's true. And mindset is such a big part of it because, you know, when you're standing there as a kid in the trade program or even a, an adult in the trade program and the trainer goes, all right, let's jump in the crawl space. Are you the first one in or are you the last one in? Yeah. Or, or do you even know what a crawl space is? That too. That you, too. You know, I, I was literally working on terminology, phraseology. What words are you going to hear that you're like, man, I have no idea what this is. And I mean, it's everything from like a buck hoist to mm -hmm. crawl space. You know, didn't even think about that. Now I need to go in there and put it in. But that there's certain phrases that, I mean, a lot of people getting in the trades, you know, what is a muster point? You know, what 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 is a construction site? And yep. there's just certain things. And it's like basic things that, that you and I know. And, and man, we could have a whole conversation that, Half the people listen would be like, wait, well, they're speaking another language. But that's what a construction trades job is. It's a whole nother language. Exactly. And then you throw in different parts of the country on top of it because somebody sitting there in New England and Boston is going to call something different than you and I are. Yes, they you know, are. It gets very interesting. And, I, and that's as a kid, I loved watching this old house and some of those other real programs because I would be like, oh, that's what you guys call that. That's interesting, you know? And then that was kind of my first introduction to, you know, in the building community of, oh, wow, there's different words for, for the exact same thing, depending on what area of the country you're in. Absolutely. There's things down here we call a combination, and, you know, up north they call them a, a TY. Yep. And, you know, and, and again, I'm probably not going to get into a lot of that, but I want people to understand that, like you said, look, it's different all around the country. We don't have basements in Texas, so I don't talk a lot about them. But I'll have people send me messages like, well, what if that's in a basement? I don't know. If it's in a basement, you look up, there's the pipe. It should be a much easier repair. <laughs> I was going to say, it's almost always easier in the basement because you've got instant access to it. And Boy, worst case, you get a drywall repair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's interesting because, you know, you have been very successful in what you're doing with this. And just in the few years that I've known you now, watching you grow from where I met you at till today has been astounding. But you haven't been like throwing a million dollars at it either. You have just done safe, effective, smart business growth. It, it's really neat because even since, since I met you the first time, and, and it's funny you mentioned this old house, when I was walking over to the high performance stage that you were on last time, uh -huh. I actually passed Richard and stopped and talked to him on the way over there. So it was kind of funny. I love Richard. And it was funny was, is right before that, I ran into him as well. And when I went up on stage that time, I was acting like a seven-year-old girl that just saw my favorite pop star because I was walking around and I had just seen him a few weeks before in Boston in another event. And I hear Eric G and I look over and I'm like, oh, he remembered me, you know? And it, I was just like a little tiny girl because I grew up watching that show. You know, that was just as a as a ten year old kid. My dad bought plans for that, and and I've gotten to meet those guys, and they're just the real deal. But uh, yeah, I love and, that. And now you've got almost more views than their stuff does. 
Well, and, and that's the one that it's always, that's my BHAG right there. One day <laughs> I, I want to, I want to pass this old house, but you know, you, you, you talked about everything I do is organic. I, I don't spend money. I, I don't advertise my YouTube channel, my TikTok. I don't advertise anything. And it's funny because as a residential service company owner, we literally started doing social media because we got tired of getting ripped off by marketing companies. Yep. Now, luckily for me now, I have finally found a good marketing company that, that I know, love, trust, and I'm connected to. And we do business together. And it's great because I finally have somebody I can trust. But before then, Eric, it was so bad. We were getting companies that come in and do things. They're like, well, we need to rebuild your site. We need to do this, this. And look, I trust you. You're the professional, man. You're going to do the right thing. And write them a big check. And then the phone stopped ringing. It's like, what are we doing? So that's what I went and learned social media for. We started out on YouTube. We, we've still done a little bit of Facebook, but it really it's YouTube, Instagram, stuff like that. About six months ago, we discovered TikTok and thought, you know what, <laughs> let's play with it and have fun. And I put a video up, I think about 10 or 11 days ago now, that's got about 15 million views. <laughs> wow. And it's just crazy the way it works, but, but it's fun. It's putting out good content, enjoying it, and, and just enjoying what we do. That's awesome. Yeah, I have not, I mean, I've watched TikTok. I have not jumped in like you have, you know, because there's just only so many hours in the day that I've got right now. And especially with other formats like Clubhouse and all the different things out there, there's a lot of management that it takes. And, and I know you know this too, because you're trying to market your plumbing company as well as then build your other career, which is what you're doing here with the trades and everything else. So you've got a very multifaceted approach to what you're doing. It, and it's a good way to do it, but, and think about what I said a while ago. I started on YouTube. I, I picked my niche and, and, and stuck my flag in the ground and said, look, this is what I want to do. And I got really good at that before I started doing a lot of other things. You, man, your, your podcast is, is, man, you got your stake in the ground and you do it so well. And I love that because I look at it now and I'm like, okay, one day I want to do that. And I'm looking at different ways to go about it. But I, I am, I, I started, even the YouTube channel started out as Texas Green Plumbing, where literally all I did was teach homeowners how to fix their own plumbing because I wanted to be in front of my customer. And I thought the best way to do that is for me to teach people how to do the things they can do and do it the right way. And I didn't sell. It's like, look, there it is. Have a great day. I'm Roger. Bye. And that, that's always been my thing. Then I started realizing I had more plumbers watching my channel. <laughs> so we changed the name of it to The Expert Plumber, which is the contest that I won with American Standard. Mm-hmm. And then I started realizing, I mean, I've got electricians and drywallers and painters and HVAC techs and roofers. And so we said, look, let's change it to Roger Wakefield and just talk trades. And now instead of changing it to the trade talks, we, we've started a whole new YouTube channel. I think we've got 350 subs and we hadn't even put a video up on it yet. So <laughs> I got to get, I got to get started on that, Eric. There's only so much time in the day, brother. There is. And that's the hard part. And that's you and I always trying to get ourselves hammered down to even do this has always been tough just because it, you're going one direction and I'm going the other, and, it, and it's awesome. And now that things are opening up, now the, now the live stages are going to start to hit, and uh, that brings in a whole other element to all of this. Which, think about it, 
you know, the, the live stages are opening up. I was on two in the last 10, 14 days, and I'm, I already know of four, uh, four more stages that I'm on for social media. And, you know, it's everywhere yeah. from San Diego to New York to uh, Scottsdale to Dallas. So, yeah, they, they are opening back up. But think about what I just said. They've got a plumber coming to talk to them about social media. Yep. It's very interesting. Oh, and I love it because, you know, it's it doesn't take long to do a quick Google search on you and see all the different places you are. And, I mean, it's, you know, uh, that's what I love watching your videos on there because when you're live, I'm like, okay, which format do I want to see of this today? Am I going to see you on LinkedIn or Facebook or YouTube or or where's Roger today? And, and what, to me, sometimes it's what app is working best. <laughs> and and that's, sometimes that's how it is. Where, where are we going today? Yep, absolutely. Well, man, I really love, and again, if you need help with this trade stuff, I'd, I'll do anything I can to help support you in your, in your vision on that because uh, that is something that is such a huge need out there. And we're going backwards, not forwards. We're not gaining on this yet. And uh, we've got more and more people retiring out of the trades than we're putting in. And it, mm -hmm. this problem's getting worse and better. And how that affects people out there, for all of our homeowners out there, when you see that construction project that you want to tackle around your house, and you're like, how did that get so expensive? It's because that plumbing company, that electrician is now making more than the school teachers are because guess what? They went to trade school, and they're in much more demand than those other people, and free market prices means they're keeping those people employed, and they're working at your house, but you're the one that's paying for that. You know, and, and Eric, you put it a good way, and I've never really looked at it like that. You know, I go speak at career days for, for high schools, and the counselors always come up at the end and say, well, well how many people came by? It's like, you know, three, four. And they're like, you know, how... how how come? Well, I mean, what all do you tell me? It's like, well, y'all told them they can, if they don't go to college, they're never going to mount anything. They see a plumbing company here, and they're like, I'm not coming over there. So, yep. you know, we sat there and talked to the counselors and, and explained the counselors. Right now, here in the Dallas area, a uh, kid can graduate high school, join the union mm -hmm. in plumbing, just because I know those numbers. Yep. Start out at $34,000 a year. And five years from now, he's going to be making almost 80. Yeah. And the, the counselors look at you and they're like, uh, that's more than I make. Why didn't I go uh -huh. to trade school? <laughs> and I can, I can give you a, a list of plumbers that make over $100,000 a year. And that yep. is more than most teachers make. It's a little Absolutely. bit harder work, but you know. I don't know. I debate that sometimes. I don't know if I'd want to go in in front of a bunch of 12-year-old kids for for six hours a day and be working with them all day. That uh, that takes a whole other set of patience to me. I'd rather be in a crawl space, to be honest. Well, <laughs> and I'm, I mean harder physical, trust physical, me. Physical, uh, true. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, I would rather stand out in the, Texas in the middle of summer in an attic or something than sit in a classroom with kids. And don't get me wrong, I love kids, and Same I love here. teaching kids. I just don't know that I could do that all day, every day. I love being out in my out in the field working with my hands. Absolutely. That's not my element as well. Well, I wanted to get some advice from you too, my friend, about homeowners because you have some epic videos on the worst plumbing issues that you've ever seen. I mean, there was one of that. There was a house that you got. I don't know if it was Sean that drug you into that or what. There was a house that was the Pex nightmare and I don't know what they had done, but I don't think you could have staged that 
to make it look worse. I mean, that was, and you could tell that's what it was, but I, I wouldn't have thought things up that badly to create for a movie set what would be the worst plumbing house ever. Uh, I, I tell you what, it's really funny because a lot of plumbers here in Dallas know me, and every now and then I'll get a call, and a buddy of mine, Abraham, called, and he said, Roger, you've got to see this house. And I'm like, you know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of busy. He says, no, I'm telling you, you have to see this. He says, literally, pipe is strung through the house, hanging overhead, strapped to the ceiling fan, dropped down behind the toilet or lavatory or, or sink or whatever. And I'm just like, no, you're, you're joking. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm telling you, you need to see this. So... I came in the next morning, grabbed Will, and, and it was quite a ways out. It was out of our service area. Yeah. But I, we drove all the way up there, and when I walked in, it was just like, oh, my. It's kind of like you. I cannot even believe somebody would do this. And to go a little more on the story, because there's always more to the story. Amen. I literally found out from a neighbor, the guy that was living there was a plumber that worked for somebody else, and, and you know, the, it, it may have been a crack house at one time or something. Sure. But I don't know if he if it had froze under the house or what, and he just temporarily temporarily pulled all these water lines through so he could have plumbing, and it just it literally it blew my mind. I mean, it was through doorways, and just you know, it was like they just had a roll of packs and a bunch of fittings and just went all right, I'm not going to put this in any wall throughout the house. And if I would have created that for a movie set using your video, there's no way everybody would have, oh, that's ridiculous. There's no way anybody would ever do it that way. And you found it. <laughs> it, it blew my mind. It, it really, that, that is one that I just walked in. And, and I, I got so many comments on that, like, this is not real. It's like, no, guys, I, I'm telling you, th this is real. And you could tell, I mean, the line out in the yard, I mean, it had old dirt on it. I mean, you could tell this was not just dug, just put in. That had and, been there for a long time because that was oh the first gosh. thing I looked at it. I was like, is somebody punking Roger? And I'm like, no, that's been there. That's been yeah, there. And, and, I, and I looked at it the same way because it's like, yeah. okay, you're, you're not going to fool me. And I'm like, yeah. man, this is legit. <laughs> that was crazy. Well, you know, there's a lot of great plumbers in your industry out there, but there's also that handful, just like any trade, that are out there that are that are not doing what's right for the customer and not doing what's right, you know, for everybody else around them. What are some of your suggestions out there for people that are going to get a plumber to come out where they're in into a project over their head? Maybe it's that, you know, that sewer line that's clogged up or, you know, and they're worried about tree roots. What are some of your suggestions for homeowners out there? Because that's always a scary subject when they have to make that phone call and get somebody to come out because most homeowners don't know what they're looking at. You know, and, and you've got a great point of view there. They don't know what they're looking at. And the thing that I recommend is make those phone calls before you need the plumber. If you know you're going to be working on something, start just kind of checking with your friends, looking on social media, talking to neighbors and say, hey, who do y'all use and, and do you like them? And that's always great. You know, word of mouth referrals, the, the best thing any of us could ever ask for. Mm -hmm. But if you can't find anybody you really like that way, Start looking at Google. Search the people around you. Are there any good companies around you? And, and look at their reviews. And also go back and check. Here in Texas, I always recommend to homeowners, go to the Texas State Board of Plumbing Examiner's website, search the master plumber, search his license, and see, does he have any discrepancies against him? Has anybody complained against him? I, I like the reviews. I like 
going to websites and things like that, but checking with the authority having jurisdiction, whoever is in charge of the licensing of that trade in that state, that, that can sometimes give you insight that a lot of people don't even know to look for. Yeah, I've heard of some companies even, and again, this is such a minority, so I don't want to ever come across as bashing on a on any kind of a trade because that's not the case. But I've seen some, some uh, you know, kind of what I'd call almost fake plumbers out there that have maybe loaded up a, a camera shot on their camera to show what it looks like to have roots in there, and then they're digging up your driveway on the front of your house to put a new sewer line in that, quite frankly, you probably didn't need. We actually told a story about this just the other day. I actually just shot a video in the past couple of days about things you need to do to beware. And one of the big things is, and we got a call one day from a lady who said, look, I had an HVAC company come in because she's got a home warranty service. And the HVAC guy comes in, he's in her attic. He says, ma'am, look, I hate to tell you this, you've got a gas leak up there. You need to call a plumber before I can do anything. She calls a plumber, the guy knocks on the door, she says, look, I, I got a gas leak, all that. He says, okay, give me just a minute, and I'll, I'll come back to the door. He spends five minutes outside, walks back to the door, and says, hey, you've got a leak on your underground line from the meter to the house. It'll be $10,000. Give me a call when you want to turn your gas back on. I turned it off. And she literally, she calls the office. She talks to Julie. Mm -hmm. And she says, Julie, I, I got to be honest with you. As soon as I quit crying... I start, or as soon as I quit cussing, I started praying and I opened the internet and y'all came up and let me tell you my story. So we sent one of our guys out there. Now remember, this guy wanted 10 grand to fix a leak uh, underground out in the yard and he never even came in the house yet. Yeah. So we send our guys out, they go in, turn their gas on, go up in the attic, check. They did find three leaks. The HVAC technician was correct. Mm -hmm. We fixed those three leaks, did a test, everything was perfect. Under $1,000, Yeah. test the lines, fix the leaks, no permits, no inspections, not having to shut it down because we just fixed leaks. Yep. There was nothing wrong in the line under the yard. And <sighs> there are people like that out there every day, Eric. And this guy did not give her a written estimate, which is something we tell people, look, you want to make sure your estimate is written. It is very clear. It's precise as to what all is being covered. Don't let them say, hey, look, you know, if you do this today, I'm going to throw in, you know, I'm going to give you four new toilets and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but it, it doesn't say it here in the paperwork. Yep. Let me tell you, if it doesn't say it in the paperwork, it ain't happening. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's like, you know, when I when I bought the house that I'm in now, um, you know, the guy came over to do the sewer scope inspection, which was part of the sales process. I was standing out front with him. I wanted to make sure that I could see what was going on. I wanted to make sure that that was actually going to be the case. And as he was doing it, I was marking out on the lawn to make sure I knew where that pipe was going. Mm -hmm. And I was taking pictures of it with landmarks around in the area. So I knew where that sewer line was going so we could track it. And uh, it was one of those things. I was involved in the process. Now, I don't like homeowners hovering, but sometimes when you, the guy's got the scope out, standing there talking to him, watching him do it, it's pretty hard to fake that and be good at it versus somebody just coming in and showing you a picture off a camera. Brother, you're completely right. And, and it's funny because the place that repairs sewer cameras here in the Dallas area is really, really good. And I've, I've developed a great relationship with them. And I was out there talking to Scott one day and Scott literally told me that somebody had dropped off a camera one day and about five minutes later, the guy comes running back and he's like, oh my God, I need that flash drive. And they're like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll look around, we'll, we'll find the camera or whatever. 
and the, the guy was freaking. He's like, look, that's got my tree root video. And he literally told him exactly the story you're talking about. I've got roots on that. I put that in and I can show customers what their sewer. And he stopped. He says, I can show customers what a sewer looks like with roots oh. in it. And I mean, look, this guy's been doing this for years, Scott. So, so he's like, he said, Roger, I just looked at him. He said, it just blew my mind. I literally, here's what I do. And this is one thing that is, is great for your listeners to hear. I literally record the neighborhood. If I'm going into the sewer from the roof, I show yep. them the front yard, the trees. I show them me. I show them the truck. I show them everything and then go right straight in their sewer. And that way they know, look, the, the, this is my house. The, there's no doubt about it. Yep. And it's got the markings on there. It, it's got everything on it. So I can tell them, look, you know, it dropped down 12 feet till it hit the 90. Then it turned towards the front of your house because that's where your two-way cleanout is. It was a straight shot. And I mean, I document it and show them, but I want to make sure. And I mean, literally like, I mean, I'll video their backyard. I'll video the front yard. I want them to see something to say, hey, that's my house. And yep. I'll tell you another good story too. I was on a house one day and I noticed something funny next door. And I'm on the house, so we're in the job or, or cameraing the job. And I'm noticing there's a Amazon drivers, what I might call him. And yep. don't get mad at Amazon because it, it wasn't really. But this guy's carrying boxes from the porch to the house. And I'm like, wait a minute. So, man, I'm out here cleaning up my camera and, like, trying to video him. <laughs> and, and now um, I'm pulling up the phone. It's like, hey, uh, 911, there's a, there's a beige-collar car out here carrying packages away. They caught the guy about three streets over. And I was able to show him, look, I, I got video if you want it. And I don't know how many crimes have ever been solved with a sewer camera, but I was there to help. Dude, that's like a world record right there. How many plumbers have caught... Crime with a sewer cam. Roger yeah, Wakefield has. We, we do whatever <laughs> we can. That is awesome. Well, I want I want to throw a, a product at you and get your opinion on it. I already know what it is. You know what mine is. But um, what do you think of homeowners and even other plumbers using shark bite fittings or click to lock fittings in plumbing projects? And, and I thought you said this was going to be a straight up legit video and I see. podcast and interview and all that. <laughs> You just had to go there, didn't you? I had to go there. <laughs> you know, and, and, and look, I, and I'm going to tell people this. If, if it's an emergency and True. you are, you've called three plumbers, nobody can get there, but you saw a guy on TV say, look, if you cut the line here, you can pull it apart and take this fitting and put it in and push it together to get your water back home so you have water for tonight or water for your family. Look, I, I understand that. Don't put it in a wall, don't put it underground, don't put it in. To me, that is not a permanent installation. And I fight with plumbers on this all day, every day. It, it, it doesn't bother me, but we see so many leaks on those. And I just, I hate to see people do it. And look, for a homeowner, look, I understand. You're a single mom, you can't afford to pay a plumber, God bless you, call me, I'll tell you how to cut the pipe, I'll, I'll tell you how to, to bevel it and remit anything. It's not what professional plumbers should be installing. So if you are a homeowner and you do call a plumber and that's what he's installing, you might want to call another plumber. Amen, brother. That's always my thing is if they pull out the shark bite fittings and start putting in, you've just realized that you found the wrong plumbing company. And, now, and, and man, no, I got to tell you one thing about that. Yep. One of the videos I watched on this old house where they're putting in an expansion tank, 
they pull out shark bite fittings and I'm just like, no, you didn't. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Especially in an expansion tank. That's pretty close to the water heater as well, which is oh, kind of a yeah. double no-no on that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I've got some of my toolbox because if I have, I have like a couple three quarter caps, half inch caps, that kind of stuff, or if I'm doing something around here and I want to put the water back on, I can snap that on, keep doing what I'm doing. And, uh, everybody else can use the water in the house. For instance, it's good for that. Um, Absolutely. I think I have an elbow or two or something like that in there too, just as a, as a quick repair, if I ever had a problem and that's just kind of an emergency kit, but I'm also going to go back because I do have a, a PEX expander tool and, and put PEX A in and do it right later. So it's a temporary fix for me. Now, I'll tell you what, too, for commercial, and this is the first time that I'd ever really seen them and used them that way, but I did the big remodel out at DFW Airport. Cool. And we used to have to have water control boxes, which was really, you know, a, a gang box mm-hmm. that you open up and there's everything from tarps that have a drain valve in the middle. So like if you've got a drip, you hang this thing up, it'll drip into it, you drop it down into a bucket. A lot of different things like that. But we literally had the shark bite caps and even a cap and a valve, different things. Yeah. But in case of an emergency, you know what? If if somebody busts a line and there's water flowing, man, cut it off straight, clean it, ream it, prep it properly 100%. And put that on, but then you know, hey, I can't leave this forever. But they're great for emergencies. Yeah. And then I've seen them just completely fail on, um, you know, on CPVC products. And for people that don't know what CPVC is, that's that yellow PVC indoor rated pipe that's for, you know, drinking water indoor and of course, hot water and cold water. Mm -hmm. But man, I have seen those after a remodel. I've come into houses four months after a plumber put one in to, to transition into packs and that thing's launched off the end and, and water's been running in the wall for an hour. Yeah. And, and we see that quite often. And so really my, my advice that I give people and I did it on my house as well is I just sweated onto my copper when I, when I was doing my shower system, I, I just did a sweat to, to thread fitting and then thread it on the right PEX piece and went from there. It was really easy. It's not that hard to do it. And if you're going to do a big project, you can rent the right tools to do it. You can have a plumber come out and do it. And even some of the crimpering sets out there are not crazy expensive to do it right if you're worried about sweat and pipe. And and there's even places that you can rent the expander tools if you want to do that. So it it makes it great. My question to you is, did you do the expansion packs or did you do the crimp packs? I did expansion. I did PEX A with the... uh, with that because that's that to me i like it where it has the memory and it's always trying to tighten on the fitting that's my style but that's what i like no and that's the reason that that's what i use but i've actually gone in homes here in dallas that they've done a remodel or it's a brand new home they're sizing pipe like you would copper so it's Ooh. half inch here it's three quarter here but they may have 10 fittings between the water heater and the, and the outlet. They're using crimp PEX fittings, which have reduced size fittings. Yep. And they don't understand why they're not getting the volume. And, you know, we always get that cost like, hey, I don't have enough pressure at my shower. Well, how long has this gone on? It's like, well, ever since I moved into the house. And you get over there, you look at it, and it's like, well, right here at the water heater, there, there's 23 PEX fittings 
that it's going through and a PEX <laughs> valve. So uh, here's what we need to do. And they, they get upset. And it's like, look, that this wow. is my recommendation, and, and it fixes it. I wish people, and, and even homeowners listening, if, if you rebuild a manifold or something, increase the pipe size one size, and that will keep you from having any flow restrictions. And it's not going to cost you that much more. No, and, and, you know, when you look at that, you know, with the crimp on fittings, it's like taking your garden hose. If I'm going to paint a picture for people out there. It's like taking a garden hose and running it through a McDonald's straw and then back into that again. Your flow restriction is now to that straw size, and that's all you're going to get out of there no matter how much you wish it to be something different. That's all you're going to get out of that. And when you want a nice long shower and all you're getting is that little half gallon per minute or whatever out of it, you're in a world of hurt, and there's only one way to fix it, and it's not having that fitting in there. Yeah, yeah and you're 100% right, brother. It's just crazy, yeah. So what other else things, Roger, we haven't talked about today that uh, that we haven't hit on? And got any other pet peeves like that for people out there that are, that are thinking about uh, hiring a plumber to come in, like drain cleaners or things like that? What's your take on some of that? I'll, t- I'll tell you one that we do that I think everybody should do. Whenever you have your drain clean, ask the plumber if he's got a camera can you run a camera through there and just make sure we got it and this is something that we've started doing for people we just we carry a camera with us when we go clean it and it does two things and i love it eric because it actually lets us video it did we get the the stoppage completely out or did we just push it a little further down did we just poke a hole in it but also if there is a break if there are tree roots if there is something like that we can at least show it to them point it out to them and say hey look Everything's draining right now, but you do have an issue here. And we may find a belly. We may find a break. It could be anything. But at least that way we know that, that we did get it taken care of. Or we know, hey, look, we did get it taken care of, but you've got an issue here. This is going to happen again. And it's, it's not if, it's when. And I think that's such a big deal. It really is. It really is. That's just sound advice for everybody because that camera tells a story. I mean, just when I had my house done and I was here for that, I looked at it and I'm like, oh, sweet. This is literally brand new looking cast iron all the way out down to the to the sewer main that is gorgeous. And I've got rocks and trees and everything else around here. And it looked just absolutely beautiful. And I'm like, all right, I got a lot of years left in that. And now I'm not worried about that anymore. I'm like, okay, as long as I take care on the homeowner side of things on my, on my side, I'm good for many years to come with that. If I would have seen roots or everything else, then I knew there was a, probably a track hoe or something in my future to fix that. And, and sometimes that's the way it's got to be. It just It is what it is. Absolutely, absolutely. Roger Wakefield, what's the best way for people to track you down, my friend? People can find me at rogerwakefield.com or they can find me on YouTube. Just It's funny, on YouTube, just go search plumbing. You look for the guy with the mustache. You'll, you'll know who it is. Absolutely, absolutely. And you gotta, I got to track you down on TikTok now, too, because now I'm curious about what you got going on there. I'm going to have to open that account back up again and dive into that. You might have opened up the beast on this side over, t- over here with that because now I'm curious what you're doing because I'm you always have great content, and I appreciate yeah. it. TikTok's just so different, and we're really having fun over there because it just it allows me to be me. And, and not that I'm not on my videos, but, but that's Plumber Roger. I'm trying to teach people how to fix a problem, how to increase their life if they're in the trades to do things better, increase the quality of their life. But 
the neat thing about it is TikTok, I mean, I look at what other people do, I react to it, or I talk about things that we're doing. So it's interesting to see things that some people do and you're like, oh my God, do, do they really do that? And I mean, <laughs> think about it, you know, in, in your business around the house, man, people are doing things around the house all the time that you'll be like, okay, wait guys, that, that is not what you should have done. So it is, it's very interesting. Absolutely, my friend. Well, I'm going to try to make it down there again. Uh, I've got to get down to Billy Bob sometime and see some concerts down in your neck of the woods. So I will give you plenty of uh, advance notice uh, so we can get together again like we did last time. I love it. Thank you so much. Roger Wakefield, expert plumber, my buddy. Thanks for coming on Around the House today. Eric, it's been a pleasure. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to the Pro Insider today. This will be on its own feed, so make sure you like and subscribe and listen to this one, as well as Around the House Show with Eric G. and Caroline B., where we talk home improvement, construction, interior design as well. That's the weekly radio show. This here is our special for the trades. And thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to Around the House. Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my